Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Seats. Ephesians 3 verse 14. I, so I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus the Messiah. Verse 15. The perfect Father. Wow, did you hear that? The perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. Wow. Our earthly fathers, I don't think any of us are perfect. But uh, there's a lot of good fathers. But in our heavenly Father, it says he's perfect. And he's the father of every father and every um, child in heaven and on the earth. Wow, that's good news. Verse 16, And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Wow, we all need some divine might and we all need some explosive power in our lives because sometimes we feel weak or overwhelmed and we need his strength and courage in our life. And then it goes on. It says, Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. The NIV version says, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. In Greek, the word for family is patria, which is derived from pater, the word for father. The concept of family originates with God. The enemy tries to destroy everything that God has created and blessed. You notice that God has created us in his image. God has created husband and wife, marriage. He's given us the blessing of children and grandchildren. And whatever God's created, the devil hates and tries to destroy. So there's so many schemes out to try and tear apart families, to destroy the identity of male and female. And we see so much pressure and confusion. Why? Because the enemy hates what God has created. So as believers, we need to stand up and use our faith to see the kingdom of God and God's original plan fulfilled in our lives for husbands and wives, for male and female, for children and, and generations. We need to stand by God's original plan and don't be sidetracked no matter what social media says, no matter what any philosopher says, we need to follow what God's plan is because that's what works. And we need to stand up for that in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment and demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them. Wow, that's a word for all the dads here. Ephesians 6.4, it's a good one to read through and Take a look at, not to beat ourselves up and say, well, I missed out on those three. No, but together we can ask God for us. But it says, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And that's how God's called us as if you're a parent to raise our children with loving kindness and discipline and instruction in the Lord. Fathers help provide identity, protection, economic support and a male role model. They often have a parenting style that's different from that of a mother. Dr. Kyle Pruitt points out that while mothers and fathers are both physical with their children, fathers are typically physical in different ways in their play and their 
uh, raising of it. Fathering expert John Snani notes that children who play roughly with their fathers learn that biting, kicking and other forms of physical violence are not acceptable. They learn self-control by being told when enough is enough and when to settle down. And sadly, some, where, where a dad is absent or not in the household, some kids don't learn some of those healthy things. And it's really, really sad. And uh, you might have heard the story that years ago, prison chaplains, they decided it was Mother's Day, so they gave cards to all the prisoners to write a card to their mothers, and most of them did. He thought, this is a great idea. When it came to Father's Day, he did the same thing. Hardly any of the prisoners took a card and hardly anything wrote anything to his dad because the reality is 90% or more of men that are in prison don't have a father or they have a very bad relationship with their father. And that's sadly the fruit of what's happened by not relating and connecting and having their identity or boundaries that have been established in their lives. Fathers can help boys and girls to learn a healthy balance between sensitivity and aggression. Children need mum's softness as well as dad's strength. Both parents provide security and confidence in their own ways by communicating love and physical intimacy. If you're a single parent, God can help with providing other male or female role models or mentors. He puts the solitary in families. And thank God for the family of God. We've got all different ages and backgrounds and... uh, Whether you've had a good natural biological family or not a good one, the reality is God can help bring the church family together to fill some of those gaps. And I thank God for that um, in our lives. So fathers, encourage you to speak words of hope, encouragement, prophetic words, challenge, correction and training. Just want to focus on this verse for a few minutes today. Malachi 4.6 in the Amplified says, He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers a reconciliation produced by repentance so that I will not come and strike the land with a curse of complete destruction and like I shared those stats from uh, prison populations are very very sad but the good news is God says I will turn the hearts of the fathers One of the verses says the hearts of the parents to their children and I will turn the hearts of the children back to their fathers. And that's what we desperately need in our nation today. We need a restoration of this truth. And God says he will do it. And as we pray and believe and stand together and as we give example and model what we can, no matter how good or difficult our family is, God says, I will start to turn. Now, what's it mean to turn? It means you're walking or thinking or focusing on one thing and you stop and you turn around. The Bible talks about Moses was walking in the desert and he saw a bush burning and then he realized it wasn't being consumed. It got his attention and it says he turned and as he turned, God spoke to him. Sometimes you've got to stop and adjust or listen and turn your mind or your focus or your attitude to God, and then he will start to bring breakthroughs in our lives. Which so often we're just running our own direction and our own way. The prodigal son, he was wasting the father's inheritance, and he came, it says he came to himself, he turned and went back home. There was a change of attitude and direction for his life. We see um, 
That happened in so many different situations. Second Corinthians uh, 7.14, that well-known verse says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So there's a turning away from that which is not good and a turning towards God. And he says, that's when I intervene. And God's calling our hearts. He's calling you today. He's calling our nation to turn to God and he will hear our prayer. Proverbs um, 15.1 says, A gentle or soft answer turns away anger or wrath. So by speaking words of kindness, of truth and love, it will not fuel the anger, but it will actually decrease it. And sometimes in our families, we need to, when we're so frustrated, you need to turn to God and say, God, help me, count to five or ten or three hundred, whatever, how many you need to count to before you reply and say, God, help me not to add fuel to this strife, but to speak words of love and truth and turn that darkness away. So we see in the Bible many situations of people who turn back to God. The Bible also talks about a father's blessing, the power of it. And in uh, Hebrews 11.20 it says, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. The power of faith prompted Isaac to impart a blessing to his sons, Jacob and Esau, concerning their prophetic destinies. Every child needs their father's blessing. And for some that haven't had it, they search and search and search until they find it or they find a substitute for it, good or bad. And, and that's the reality of life. And every father should speak words of blessing them. When Isaac blessed his sons, he was speaking with divinely given authority, not just out of sentiment or favoritism. And in Hebrew custom, a father's blessing had four key aspects. Number one, a meaningful touch. It says, Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him. A father's blessing indicated, included the laying on of hands, a kiss and an embrace of love and acceptance. Jesus also knew the importance of this. Remember in the, the Gospels, Mark 10, 16, and he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. Jesus understood the power of physical touch. And uh, someone said that we need at least five hugs a day. I'm not sure who added them up. Some of us need more than five. And uh, COVID's been really difficult because it's discouraged physical touch. And that's one thing I have struggled with in the COVID guidelines when they brought in the word social distancing. They should have used the word physical distancing, not social distancing, because I think it's really messed with a lot of our hearts. And it really, really has. We're, we need to have connection and touch. It's the way God, God's designed our hearts and our, our minds and our relationships to function. So meaningful touch. Secondly, words of affection. Before blessing Jacob, his father Isaac said to him, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. To a person raised in a city, those words might seem a bit unusual, but not to Isaac's sons. Isaac, who loved nature, was saying, That's my boy, a country boy, a hunter, a man's man like his dad. He uh, couldn't have spoken more affirming words to his son. Fathers, make sure your words are not demeaning or insensitive. Speak words that say, I love you, I believe in you, I'm proud of you, and I'll always be here for you. That's what they need to hear. Thirdly, the power of prayer. Isaac was a farmer and, 
And look how he prayed for his sons. May God give you the heavens due and earth's riches and abundance of grain and new wine. I want to ask the question, fathers, have your children heard you praying for them to succeed in life? There's something powerful. And we've always prayed for our kids um, from when they were babies. We'd go in and pray blessing on them every night. When we'd be driving to school, we'd pray for God's protection and blessing on them. Every opportunity we prayed blessing on our children. <clears throat> and now we do it with our grandchildren. Something happens when you include God's blessing over their lives. It is very, very powerful over their hearts and their lives. And uh, it, it causes them to reach out and think and hear the blessing of God. And what a powerful thing is a father's prayer, a blessing over his family. And fourthly, the vision of a great future. Without a vision, people perish. There are so many people in our world that are desperately fearful of the future. So many. And I was staggered. I read the headlines in the Australian newspaper yesterday. I saw it again on internet news this morning. They've done research and the staggering figures that they're saying is that up to 5 million Australians know of someone who has suicided or attempted suicide in the last 12 months. That's 20% of our population have been in personally affected by suicide or attempts. Our world is in crisis. There is so much fear and anxiety. And, oh God, as parents, as believers, we need to speak words of hope and love and life and purpose and destiny for everyone around us. The devil's trying to steal and kill and destroy, but we can bring life through Jesus as we praise and worship, as we love, as we care, as we speak hope and purpose into lives. Not just to your own children, but to, to the young people of our community and of our city and our nation. Oh God, we need to see that turn around for the blessing of God to come over people's hearts and lives. I was just reflecting on my own dad. He passed away 20 years ago. And I thought, what's some of the things that he taught me? Just his example. He was a quiet, hard-working farmer, loved God. These are the seven things I wrote down. Number one, faithfulness. He was up early every morning to milk the cows. He just kept showing up every day. He had a very strong work ethic. Number two, perseverance. He never gave up. When you're farming, there's droughts and floods and fires and disease and uh, he just never, ever gave up. Hardly ever heard him complain, complain and just never, ever gave up. Trust God regardless of your circumstances. Number three, he honoured and obeyed God's word. I remember as kids, I was one of six, that after our evening meal, the Bibles would come out, we'd all have our own Bible and we would read through a chapter of the Bible every night. So I ended up as a kid reading through the Bible several times and it taught me a love for God's Word. So by the time I was 15, I had then personally read the Bible through several times myself. It built something in my soul that came from my dad and mum. And I thank God for that. I, I just thank Him for that example. Even when we were kids, we didn't understand the big words. And uh, if we didn't understand when we used to have a family joke, we'd just say wheelbarrow. So if we got to a word we didn't understand, we just put the word wheelbarrow in instead. <laughs> My dad taught me to love the local church. Dad would mow the grass. He'd be there every Sunday to collect the offering or prepare communion. He wasn't a preacher, um, but he would pray. And I can count on my hand the number of times from 
when I was born to when I was 16 that I wasn't in church on a Sunday. Probably less than five times and that was because there was floods and we couldn't physically get there. And that taught me something that has kept me in good stead. And I don't say this to be proud, I'm just saying I just thank God that I had that example. And some people say, well I didn't have that example. The good news is you can start now. We can't change the past but you can change the future. And so we can determine to be loving and faithful, a good example from now on. And that's what God can do in our lives. Number five, he taught me respect for women and older people. Six, he taught me the blessing of giving and tithing. And seven, he taught me the power of prayer. And I thank God for that. 1 Corinthians 4.15 says, Even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers For in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. I want to say be a spiritual brother or sister or mum and dad to people that are desperately needing it in our world. There's so many torn, broken families. So much pain and father wounds in people's souls that the body of Christ can help fill some of those gaps through Jesus' love. I want to encourage us that together we can serve God. Worship team, come on up. It's only a short message today. I've got to head off and do a prayer of blessing for the blessing of the sailing fleet right now. So we're just going to take a couple of minutes and then I'm heading off to pray blessing on the sailing fleet. What a privilege that is, you know. God, we just speak God's love everywhere. Thank you, Simon, for bringing in your awesome racing car today. And and Jamie had his car there. I just want to read one more verse. Nehemiah 4.14 says, After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. As Marilyn talked about the fight of faith, it's time to step up and do the good fight of faith. For our neighbours, for our extended families, nearly all of us have got some family members who are not yet followers of Jesus. We need to keep fighting the fight of faith in prayer and in love, saying, Holy Spirit, what's my part in reaching your kingdom into their lives? And uh, I just thank God for his grace over our lives. Why don't we stand in his presence right now? I just feel his love and compassion. I feel his love and compassion. For some people today, his Father's Day is a difficult day because you have either haven't had a good father example or it's been disconnected or it was very bad but I want you to lift your eyes and see our awesome heavenly father and God can heal the natural father wounds in our souls maybe today your father has passed away in the last years my dad passed away 20 years ago for some of you that's more recent but I just pray that God's comfort today would touch your hearts But first of all, I want to ask you a question. Do you know this loving Father through Jesus? Maybe you've never opened your heart to Jesus. Maybe it's time to reconnect or reaffirm your faith. I'd like to pray for you right now. If that's you, saying, Pastor Ross, God's been drawing me. I just need to get right with God. If that's you, just lift your hand and say, pray for me today. I want to connect with Jesus or come back to him. Who's that today? The Spirit of God's tugging at hearts. I can feel his love right now. I can feel his love right now. Drawing you. Maybe you're listening to this message online encourage you wherever you are open your heart to Jesus right now if you need God's healing in your heart or relifting of grief 
or a father wound in your soul, why don't you put your hands out in front of you and say, Lord, I, I reach out to receive. I just feel his comfort right now. Right now, I feel it just coming over hearts. Oh, God, there's some people in you. Even the word dad or father leaves a wound in your soul and, and pain. You're saying, if I was, only if I was born in another family. Hey, we can't change the past, but we can change the future by our response. Turn your heart to God and say, God, heal my heart. Come on, just reach out right now. I just feel his love. Father, I just pray right now. I pray right now your healing grace would touch every heart. Lord, just walk up and down these aisles right now as we turn our hearts to you, Lord. Lord, we pray blessing. We honour our fathers. Lord, we honour our natural fathers and grandfathers. Lord, we pray blessing on them, whether they're alive or have passed away. I pray blessing on them right now in Jesus' name. For some of us, that would be difficult to do. And I just pray, God, touch our hearts and bring healing. And through Jesus, reveal the perfect Father's comfort and strength and love. I just thank you for restoration happening right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.